Welcome once again. I think we're in episode four or five, season two, Up and About Podcasts. I'm your host, Nathan Barney. We've got uh, Nico and Shane. Welcome, gents. Shane, I will bring you in first of all. We normally bring Nico in. You are looking uh, delicious, my friend. Whoa, thank talk you. Us, well, talk us through shout it. Shout out to, to Wall down at Wickham. He sent me this and a, a box of chocolates and a, a lovely bunch of flowers. And it's a little bit, uh, I think it's, it's played up. It's a little bit vinyl. And it's yeah. going to have a segment involving this, this pretty distinct appearance a little bit later on. So welcome. Can't wait. Bloody excited. Let's get into it. Look, it is, it is very different, but uh, you are a different character. Nikki J, welcome. You look prepped, ready to go. Exciting times, my friend. I'm really excited. What? Uh, good evening, gents. Hello to all of our viewers and uh, to our uh, Filipino uh, viewers who I believe that we've gone, uh, we've gone global. We've gone, well, we have been global since we started off the Up and About Forum. So, uh are you guys just going to open one just off the top? We did have a five-minute uh, pre-game. Have you caught any of Delta Goodrum's bunker down sessions? No, mate. Talk us through that because oh, you are not only you're a big fan; you are a lifelong big fan of uh, of Miss Goodrum. Talk us through uh, her. Is it bedroom sessions? Is it? <laughs> Nathan, please bunker bunker down sessions. Bunker, oh. down, bunker down sessions right. and. Uh, She's been doing these every, uh, what are we tonight? She's been doing them every Thursday evening for a significant period. And she usually opens up with, uh, she's like, uh, you know, welcome to the lounge room with the Delta. And, and then she goes with something along the lines of, and we want to acknowledge our frontline workers. You look at one right now, boys. I'm a frontline worker and I've felt the heat in the last uh, 24 hours. We're not going to, we're not going to go into it just for privacy reasons, but uh I would like to give a shout out to all the frontline workers this evening, those ones that uh, that don the blue and white and uh, stand in front of groups of 30 at a time and impart their knowledge. So if there's any of those watching this evening, I'm talking about teachers, Nathan. Who do you think I was talking about? Kebab shop owners. Well, they sometimes, well, that'd be the Eros shop, the blue and white, a big Absolutely. shout out to friends at the Eros shop. Throughout the Brisbane, uh, the Greater Brisbane region, fantastic getting the chips. But no, uh, I wanted to start on that note. But yeah, as I always say, do yourself a favour and check something out. My check out this week is Delta's Bunker Down Sessions, of which tomorrow she's going with a more upbeat view. Hopefully she plays a bit of That's Freedom, um, no pun intended, uh, by John Farnham. So has your week been, Nathan? And as always, can I say, the, the feedback we get regarding your attire, Shane's the one who likes to be the flamboyant one. I went with the 4X push-up boy shirt last week, honouring the disgraceful decision to award the Gabba the grand final. But you, are, you are on point every week. Just uh, do you want to tell us who you dress by? Is there, is there a particular sponsorship you're chasing? Or uh, well, um, <laughs> I, I am chasing. I am currently shopping at a variety of, uh, um, how do we put it, uh, non-for-profit organisations. I've got a, a local... Can I I'm going to cut, um, cut you off there, Shane. Wasn't that, um, was that addressed to me? It was actually directed at our captain, but... Uh, Ooh, yeah, put, yeah, put, your, put your hands up for Detroit. I love it. Uh, back to you, Nathan. So, just uh, so Nathan Shane, yeah. So you always look a treat. Uh, all, well, we all do, but I was more directing it at Nathan for the fact that the viewers and listeners Sorry. are reflecting on the fact that, that as far as Mister Consistency goes, it's Nathan. So yeah, cheers, mate. Look, let's just put it down to uh, laziness. It's my work get up. Not going to lie to you, but uh, uh, funny you, uh, funny you bring on sponsors there, Nico. Just in a couple of uh, a couple of conversations during the week, a couple of businesses have reached out. Um, not going to lie to you, I don't want to put crap on here and advertise willy-nilly, so I don't want it kind of impacting our lovely, loyal listeners and watchers and fan base. Um, so, but anyway, I've pushed a couple away, funnily enough. But um, what's don't give space? too much don't give too much away. But I'm very much enjoying the tent in my backyard from Ray's Tent City. And I always feel vibrant and healthy thanks to Sonova's vitamins. <laughs> Perfect. But um, mate... as well as putting my hand up now, I am available. I'll put embroidery on the side of these caps. I am available. I am a commodity. Oh, mate. I mean, you, you've judging by that outfit, 100% can be bought. So, anyway, mate, you touched on it earlier, Nick. Let's go back to the old kebab kashuffle. Mm. This is uh, interesting. What's, what's your take on a. Uh, 
I, I guess I want to pose a question. Richmond come out and say, we want, we want your boys to pay the entire fine. The management comes out, plays management, says, oh, I shouldn't have to pay the 25 grand, whatever it is. Uh, gentlemen, what's your take on it? Um, there's been a couple of whispers, suggestions of uh, hypocrisy, maybe double standards on account of someone's missus uh, visiting a day spa. But um, Shane, we'll bring you in first, mate. Uh, how do you feel that Richmond have handled the situation? And the second part to that question, um, I won't make it too intense, but we've, we've heard rumours and, and there's been a alleged photographic evidence of uh, other AFL clubs um, just walking around willy-nilly and the idea of the hub as it was sold to the public may or may not be exactly what it was uh, put forward to be. So, Shane, what's your take on the whole bloody saga? It's, it's, it's an embarrassment for... for... Yeah, one of the most professional organisations, probably the second highest membership. I'm not too sure, Nico. Your your team might be still number one, but um, the, the core issue in in all this is that it is my understanding that prior to the restart, is that the players' union came together with the AFL, and there was an agreement that any fines during this period would be borne by the clubs and would be taken out of the soft cap, which at the time the AFL was desperate to get this show back on the road. I'm, I'm, it's a disgraceful call, but Sydney Stack's manager has come out and said, he's not going to pay the fine. Absolutely not. Why would he? he? He signed up along with the AFL Players Association on the basis that they wouldn't be fined for any, any indiscretions during this period. He should pay. Absolutely. Uh, and uh, a, a person very close to me talked about it over the weekend to say, they lose $75,000 out of their soft cap. That's not going to impact on a Tom Lynch. That's not going to impact on a Damien Hardwick. That's going to impact on Barry the Bootstutter or Philippa the photocopy girl. It's, that's what's going to happen. There's going to be another resource left out of the AFL system next year because the soft cap has been shrunk for an indiscretion off the field. They should pay. They won't. But the impact is going to be on a, a poor soul who's going to go, join the, uh, the unemployment queue. Has the other boy... Has he played a game the other boy, Coleman Jones? I don't think he has. And that I think we've spoken many times in this forum regarding uh, this, the, the hub situation that these players are in. And if you're not playing, um, it's not playing. Um, you're playing those ticky touch practice matches. So he's not playing VFL footy. He's gone out with Sydney. And, and I don't think it's breaking news me sharing this, but Sydney Stack could have been drafted a lot earlier. And the reason why clubs didn't touch him was because of this sort of behaviour. So it's not, um, yeah, it's not it's not news to people in the know regarding regarding Sydney making some off field indiscretions. And I hope he bounces back because he can play the game. And he seemed very remorseful and he was a bit raw when you saw him at the airport, wasn't he? Like I know that the other fellow just sort of ducked his head and kept rolling. They released something on Insta, but uh, yeah, Sydney was pretty raw and was open and up front because. To, to put it frank, he needs football more than football needs him, mm. Sydney Stack. He needs footy. So hopefully the 10-week suspension, I think it's a $100,000 fine, um, gets gets put away. But then, you know, he's if, if, they've, had a, they've had a struggle, the Tigers, haven't they? They've been called arrogant and it's all gone to their heads and a lot of the indiscretions have been pointed at them. It's it's good to have the pies, not uh, front and centre of all this sort of stuff, to be honest. That's around the corner, Nico. Just yeah, like... Yeah, yeah. Well... Let's just get Rusty back up here after he has the baby on a quarantined flight. And side note, have you seen that? Have you seen all the players in the hub? I saw images of Jared Ruffhead tackling Gary Ablett today. Mm. Uh, so the players are, uh, are mixing, and I think that's fantastic because they're doing the, the right thing to get to get footy up and going. But um, it looked awkward that it looked like they were training on a vacant block of land somewhere around the Paradise Point region. But there is no hub. I think we we broke that last week, didn't we? That's right. There is no hub. There is no staying in certain spaces. They're absolutely out and about. And I did, I need to make a correction. Last week I told you it was Geelong and Richmond players out and about. There was actually a Geelong player mixing with a, um, mixing with a Gold Coast player. Now, I didn't think that was allowed because the Gold Coast players allowed to roam. No one really knows. Like, do we? Like a Brisbane player is living in their houses and cruising around in Brisbane and Gold Coast players living in their houses. I don't, the contradictions are, uh, are present across everything with this. So it's all very, all very strange, Nathan. It's all very strange. 
Let's dive into the next segment, ladies and gents. A lot of talk about Corona. We've got the Brownlow coming up. So we've done something a little bit different, a little bit special. We've got a segment now. We're going to hand out the Corona medal. So it's going to be like the Brownlow votes. We'll give out our top three states to take out the Corona medal. How's each state handled it, essentially? Uh, Shane, mate, uh, we're going to do a, a one, two, three vote system, I guess. I reckon we should. Yeah, I think we should. We roll out the red carpet and uh, the, the the gangs down the Gold Coast bring in the the uh, briefcase or the, yeah. the satchel or whatever they want to bring in. So do, do we do all one votes and then we end with our, at the same time with our threes or do I go one, two, three? You tell me, Nathan. Let's go, uh, just just for, for quickness, let's go one, two, three. All right, okay. I'm going to start one vote. I don't have a whole lot of knowledge about what's happening uh, in our territory. So apologies to the chief ministers. I'm sure they're doing a great job. But I want to start with uh, the, the larrikin out west, Mark McGowan. You're giving him one. He's done well. He's done well for their for their citizens. He's taken on big, big grubby Clive. Um, he's hitting him head on. So good on you, Mark. Keep up the good effort. Sunny South Australia is number two. I think that they're, they're doing a, a lovely job. They're obviously protecting their eastern border pretty strongly, but um, had a flight down there last week. Beautiful. They, they turned on the sunshine, so keep it up, Radelaide and Surrounds. And number three, of course, you know, the Paliachuk, our girl, she's done a great job. She's protected the tweed. She's kept the grubs out from down south. Jesus We've Christ. got a granny. We've got a Brownlow medal. We'll have all kinds of celebrations in the, the forthcoming months. Good on you, Anastasia. Keep up the good work and go the Broncos. <laughs> Nikki. That's, that's spoken like a true Labor nuffy. Uh, Shana, full disclosure here, I'm a swinger, voting-wise. So, uh, so my... Was that your three, two, one, or your one, two, three, Shane? One, Just... one, yeah, one, two, three. Only one vote, and then ended up with the three votes. So you build towards who you're giving the the, uh, yeah. the COVID load to. Well, I'm giving my one vote to Stephen Marshall, the South Australian Premier. He started heavy-handed. He he worked his way back, and I can't wait to see him uh, front and centre on Grand Final day at the Adelaide Oval when uh, when uh, the Adelaide Oval hosts the Grand Final. There's no way known it'll be at the Gabba. So Stephen Marshall gets my one vote. Now, two votes. It's always controversial, the two votes, because you go, are they best on the ground? Are they worthy of a vote? Or is it someone you go, oh, it's an afterthought, so just slide it in for two. They're not quite a three or a one. I've doubled that. Mark McGowan comes across as a genuine flog, uh, but he gets the two votes over there in WA. It's a hard border closure. Uh, the transport industry haven't been happy with it. The Western Australians love him. I think it's the highest... Uh, approval rating of a leader in Australian political history. It's some, up around 95%. That is absolutely ridiculous. And my three votes, you know, Shane stole my thunder a little bit. It goes to Andrew Barr. Do we know who Andrew Barr is, boys? No. Andrew Barr is, is, the, he's the, he's the chief minister of the Australian Capital Territory. <laughs> now, now you've got to, you've got to consider this. The ACT is obviously where Parliament House is and the, and the, uh, the ministers have all headed back for parliament and, and all that sort of stuff. They've headed back down there. And if there's anyone who's virus ridden and, and, and going to be attracting of disease, it's got to be politicians. So he's done an outstanding job to keep ACT just <laughs> out, of, out of danger. Nathan, where are you uh, casting your votes at tribal council? Well, I'm going to be honest with you, mate. I was uh, heavily influenced by your delivery there, mate. So well done. Uh, I'm going to go... One vote for South Australia. Yeah. Um, almost a special mention there. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna go two votes for uh, who's old mate in ACT. Looking Andrew out for Barr. our Andrew Barr. Looking out for our political scum. Well done, mate. And uh, number three. I'm gonna You're go. Ta- no, no, fuck I'm gonna go Tas- <laughs> Tasmania. Tasmania. <laughs> Beautiful spot in the world, and they're just just. Keeping it under the radar. Um, no one knows what's going on, but it's a beautiful spot. Is, Tasma- is Tasmania still above sea level? That's the question that I've I, I haven't heard anything out of Tasmania since that someone had a party, some nurses had a party, yeah. and then and then there was all panic and there was going to be a cluster. All the keywords it was unprecedented. There's going to be a cluster. There's going to be testing hotspots. All these new words that have made 2020 all the rage, and then I haven't heard anything about Tasmania 
Now, the, only, the only thing under sea level is Tasmania's economy, but um, outside yep. of that, mate, they are flourishing. Um, so yeah, there you go. So who who got the <laughs> who got the victory there? Probably um, ACT with a three and a two. Uh, WA. We all got votes for South Australia. Uh, two one one. Okay, four. We'll work it out later. South Australia. Western Australia, something. Like. I, I, can I just can I disclose something? Earlier, if you go back to season one, big fan of Daniel Andrews. I was commenting and praising his leadership and his presence. Um, time's a funny thing, gents, uh, and sometimes when things are recorded, they don't age too well. So if you do flick back to some previous podcasts, um, just it was just food for thought at the time, uh, and who would have thought that Dan would have put Victoria where it's positioned right now? That's Closure. We'll try that. Try David King's maybe the last three or four years of predictions. Uh, <laughs> been pretty solidly uh, diabolical. So, did he predict himself to blow 0.14 or 0.12 when he was pulled over leaving the Fox Footy Studios one night? Fair enough. Uh, Shane, mate, the borders are still shut. So, uh, if you are after somewhere nice to go, it's got to be Queensland. Uh, there's no better state, they tell me. Um, no comment about the Premier. So, meanwhile, you, you know, summer's coming up. The, the weather's just starting to get a bit warm. You want to get a, uh, go away for a bit of a break, mate. You want to unwind, enjoy, enjoy yourself. Whereabouts in Queensland are you going next, Shane? Well, I'm going to take this hat and probably several other hats to somewhere oh, like Northern Ireland. Oh, I've been there only a couple of times. It's not quite as busy as the Spradbrokes, but it's lovely. It's got some some nice vantage points. Um, at certain times of the day, you can probably get naked and run around and frolic in the marine air and the and the beautiful ocean. So, if you want to see a naked man, possibly with a shirt hat on, um, Morton Island during the summer, I'll be wow. there. Wow, that's uh, I. Not sure if Queensland tourism will latch onto that plug, Shane. We'll see. We'll see. Nathan, Nathan will get involved you, with that. You, you, go, you go next. You go next for something different. You tell us where, where are you headed. It's a bit of a no-brainer, brother. I'm going straight to Bagara. My nan's there, the little gem. Yes. I've promised her that I'd go up and visit her, and um, no one visits her, and I forget to call. So uh, she lives in Bagara, but uh, they've got the, the, the turtles do their thing. Lay the eggs, so that's uh, that's that that'd be lovely to watch. Not going to pay anyone to to you know. Not going to pay some bloke three hundred bucks to do that. Flashlight, there they are. Save the coin. Grandma Nick. never grandma never worked at the golf club at Bagara, did she, Nathan? No. Thank goodness. <laughs> Thank okay. goodness. Thank goodness. Sorry, just had to clarify that. We just it's a small town. It's a small town. I'm sure people talk. Lovely town. Where am I headed? You ask. Well, I never thought you would. It's a big state. It's a massive state and I've got friends dispersed throughout the state. So I automatically eliminate those places where they are because I'm just not a big fan of embracing other people. So we're going to avoid places like Cairns. Um, we're going to avoid Southeast Queensland as, as, as much as possible. So I want to, I want to, I want to get out there and see the real Queensland. Let's get out to, let's get out to Roma. Let's get out to Mount Isa. Let's, let's do that central Queensland trail up towards Mount Isa. Um, see a bit of red soil and what a great time to do it now that the cooler weather is eliminating you can sit in a nice air-conditioned vehicle then jump out of the car and melt because it usually it's it it hits 40 plus consistently out there but uh, birdsville what else is out that way um winton winton is that the the home of Qantas? Uh, you've got you've got long reach you can and you can come back out pop like go up to the isa cut back down and through come down through i must admit a beautiful coastal location, Yapoon, underrated. Oh, 100%. Absolutely 100%. underrated. And just got a nice little area for the kiddies now near the water. You can go for good runs along the beach. It's hilly if you want to do hill runs. It's a great part of the world, though, Queensland. We're very fortunate. And let's hope the cases stay down. Eight today. Fair enough. Um, now, the borders are going to open eventually. So hang in there, ladies and gents. But once the borders do open... Nick, we'll stick with you, mate. Where, where, where are you planning on going once we can leave this glorious state? I think it's going to be a while. I think it's it's a political uh, it's a political ball. They won't be open for a long time here, and probably because of issues elsewhere. Where I want to go, 
it might be six months plus. But I reckon it'll be footy season next year. Got to get down to Victoria. And I'm going to go to the past players' day at the Windenvale Football Club. So a shout-out to the lads who might be watching tonight or they've well, they won't be out, so they're probably watching tonight. Um, I'll be heading down to past players' day at the Windenvale Footy Club, hoping it might be against... Uh, who would I be hoping? Oh, I don't know. There's some great clubs down there, maybe an Albanville or someone like that. Uh, no connection with Tarnit anymore. But get down there to see the boys. And uh, But I think it's going to be a long... Yeah, I'm hoping within six months, Nathan, it would be great. What about you, Shane? Where Where are you headed? I, I insist I have to get down to the, the lovely little island. I've got to get down to Tassie, uh, plant myself in, in Launceston or, or Hobart or take the half an hour trip and go to either of those places. Um, just going you know, to head up the, the eastern seaboard, um, go and spend some, some time at some delightful little coastal villages, have a lovely coffee, maybe 14 or 15 beers in an afternoon. Um, but I can't wait. Tasmania, it's uh, a very spiritual place for me. Can't wait to get down there. How many times have you been to Tassie? Uh, about seven or eight times now. Nice. Nick, how you been? No, I've never been to Tassie. And funnily enough, I used to live very close to Tasmania on the Mornington Peninsula. So I, I couldn't quite see it, but the uh, the spirit of Tasmania leaves Port Phillip Bay and heads down there. Um, no, never, never been there. Would like to have gone there for a footy trip this year, but unfortunately we can't get in. Uh, I will be potentially joining you, Nick. I'll be heading down to Melbourne. Love Melbourne. Check out Nate Dog, all that kind of stuff. But um, yeah, that could be a little bit of a, maybe not a road trip, but definitely a little bit of a plane trip, perhaps for the up and about crew. Get down there and Ooh. maybe go to a game, perhaps. Take the show on the road. Maybe, maybe. Well, now with these sponsors that are champing at the bit to try and get on board. Um, Here's a question. Either of you boys going to the AFL Grand Final if you can get tickets? Uh, well, I think it'll be harder. I think I alluded to this last week. It'll be harder to get a ticket to the Gabba for this uh, than, than, than the MCG. I found it to be, and I found it relatively easy to get tickets. I'm not an MCC member. I'm a member of a football club, uh, but I found it relatively easy in recent times to the couple of Grand Finals I've been to uh, or got tickets to and not gone. Um, no, in short, I won't be. If Collingwood are in it, which they won't, but I'd I look to, but I no. Nighttime at the Gabba, it doesn't, it's, yeah, no. Why have they gone? I'm not a fan of that. Is that just a trial for this year? Or The thing that I'm really concerned about, which and I'm, Eddie Maguire spoke about the yellow, yellow football being slippery and, and this sort of thing. So you think in late October, it's going to be muggy. So you're going to have the sweat of the players, the dewiness. That it won't be as dewy as what it is now, but I just, yeah, I just don't. Yeah, spectacle-wise, I'm not sure. And the football, let's be honest, season two of Up and About's been fantastic. Season one, we were we were pulling at things to talk about because the football was not flash, and it hasn't really improved. It's been a couple of good games, but no. Shane, the Saints are probably going to be there. You would think so. You, you, you would think so. You won't. Based on that, you wouldn't go because you rarely go to watch the Saints because you get very. <laughs> I watched the Saints at events in Melbourne. I've lost. Yeah, I've seen a couple of uh, unfortunate uh, losses down there in Melbourne. But um, I think it also might be the the timing might be related to the the expected temperature during the day. Um, so they might be trying to take the edge off. But absolutely, Nick, um, sweaty, dewy, yellow footy. It's going to be uh, a very and the pressure of a grand final. Um, I don't think it's going to be a spectacle that you want televised around the world, but we're stuck with it. And um, hopefully Adelaide on those drier October evenings are, uh, are getting ready. I just don't understand. Like nothing, nothing beats, nothing beats AFL grand final day. Mate's house, barbecues, pub, mm. wherever, you, wherever you watch it, view it, listen to it, doesn't matter. The, 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 I don't understand. Hopefully... If they had to, to moving forward, if they had to, to trial this as you know a three, I, I, I take me back, Shane. There's nothing better. Take me back. Remember, like I'm going to throw over to you, bro. Because I'm getting, too, I'm getting too, too. Oh, geez, get frazzled. Come on. I like it when I like it when passionate. I love it. Noise works. Take me back. 
That's um, it. So, so um, we got your segment, Shane. <laughs> that was your little segue there. Oh, oh, I've just, I've just given you a tip and uh, you, tip and Woody Hanson right? there. Are you, are you still there, Shane? Are we live? Yeah, that's all right. Yeah, I just didn't know that the song was called "Take Me Back Time," but that's all right. Anyway, we're <laughs> here now. Um, all right. So um, now, a bit of a, an interesting. So turn back time, sure. We're all very excited. An interesting learning is that everyone knows the film clip where she was dressed in very little and she was quite an older woman, but she was grinding on stuff and it was just awesome. There were sailors around and they were cheering. There was Bell Bosworth. It was an early thrill for a, a young Shane. Anywho, the, the ship that that film clip was filmed on was actually the same ship, the USS Missouri, where the Japanese <laughs> signed in 1945 their Declaration of Surrender. So, what? Absolutely. <laughs> when you think about historic moments, yeah, there's not many bigger than when the emperor, or one of the emperor, or the, the prime minister, or whoever it was from the Japanese, came on sign. And say 45 ish years later, Sher was grinding and rotating and gyrating. And it was what? 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 How, how good. If- if ever, and can I just pause you, Shane? If ever this, if ever this vodcast required all three of us to be viewed on the screen at once, it's been the last forty-five seconds. The look on Nathan's face into my face while she were giving us a history lesson, yeah, that yeah. involves, sure, yeah, that's something for the ages. But sorry, yeah. mate. Fabulous. Anyway, so the segment today is if we could turn back time, um, the, the the great song, and what we're going to do is. Take ourselves back. There's a couple of categories which I'm going to pose to you, lovely gentlemen, about if you could go back to any event in this category, what would it be and why? Now, the first one is a concert. So if there's a concert that you might have heard on your parents' vinyl or that you've heard on a CD since, that mm-hmm. you go, oh, my God, I needed to be there. I needed to be loaded on LSD and booze and all that sort of stuff. But, Nathan, I'll throw to you. What is that concert? Shit. All right. I, I'm going to go. Uh, this is one of my dream concerts. I'm going to go 1983. You uh, weren't born. Exactly. That's why I wasn't there. Only reason. 1983. I'm going um, LA. I'm going the Strip. Um, no, it's Hollywood Boulevard. One of them. Guns N' Roses, original lineup just before. Appetite for Destruction drops and explodes and become the biggest band in the world uh, for a, a large number of years. I reckon it would have been sometime. Mm. Very busy. Early Axel would be a little bit epic. Nico. Well, I'm fearful that I won't get to see the great man again, but I've seen John Farnham countless times. But a concert that sticks out in my mind was 1995 uh, Indy on the Gold Coast when it was still Indy cars, mm. not the supercars. Yeah. And at the Gold Coast showgrounds, which is now a hospital. Uh, so, geez, we're getting old, boys. Um, <laughs> I, uh, John did a concert and uh, I was a very young fella and my... Uh, my old man's boss's wife stayed with me, worked me through the crowd, got right up near the front of the stage, and the great man pointed at me and did these ones. And I'll never, ever, ever forget it. The song at the time, I think, was uh, was That's Freedom. And uh, well, I'm getting a little bit uh, choked up here. It's got to be John Fun of Ashore. And gee, I hope we see him again. I just hope that, uh, yeah. Can we lock in? Uh, can we lock in a... Uh... Well, I'm fucking in. Shano, please join us. We've mm. got to go to John. I've never seen Johnny full stop, let alone with you, Nick. I think that'd be. I can't believe that you've seen. Remember, I'm, I'm yeah. going to transgress slightly. Remember that time, Shane, when we said as good mates and experience, a lot of my mates talk about seeing John Farnham with me because everyone mm. knows how much I love him. And mm. Shane, we went to Sandstone Point uh, to see John Farnham. It was one of those days, Nathan, where you had a big lineup and the headlines at the end. So it was one of those, like the big day out sort of setups. Mm. And I think James Rain might have been on just before John Farnham. Yeah. And I was beside my great mate Shane, I looked to the left, and uh, 
I looked to the left again. He was gone. Shane, how was John that night? He was great. He was great. I, I heard him through, I might have been a kilometre away from the stage, uh, behind a couple of uh, waterloos. I might have been um, contemplating what happened again, you know, just the, the, the moment. Had a, a cup of water. And, it, would, uh, it wouldn't have happened again, though, when you get an opportunity again. So when no, we, no, we, no, we no, went to the no. river state. No, no, state. absolutely. Yeah, you, you, it, wouldn't, it wouldn't happen again. It, but I, I heard the song. And it was one of his his absolutely absolute classics. Was it Age of Reason? No, We Will Rock You. Oh well, well, that's not his song, but that's what he opened with to get everyone up. Anyway, to so I did the <laughs> two times. Nathan, the moral of the story is two times. It's like yeah. it's it's a bit like uh, both times you've seen St Kilda playing a grand final show. Yeah, Ooh. that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Close, but just yeah. good enough. All, all positive experiences, Nick. We're all learning. That's right. Yeah. That's good. Anyway, Amen. next one. Next one. All right. So this is from any time in history. So independent of age, it could have been something you've read about or you've watched since. A sporting event that you had to be there to see. It can be a 10 seconds of a 100-meter sprint or it can be a 14-day Tour de France. So what is it there? I'll start with you, Big Nico. Yep. And... Of the, the listeners need to know that this hasn't been prepared. And the first thing that I saw in my mind was Shane Keith Warren with the number five on his back, the 1999 Cricket World Cup. We're playing South Africa. I think it was at Lords, mm-hmm. And uh, I'm in Old Trafford, wherever it was. It was in England. And the great man used football style of emotion to get Australia over the line a bit of he was given the come on come on and he bowled us into a World Cup final from nowhere from absolutely nowhere and then obviously this the, the games remembered for the uh, Lance Clues and the Alan Donald confusion and the and the game was actually top so we didn't win it was a tie wasn't it yeah it was a tie went through and we destroyed Pakistan in the final so the final's not the game I'm going to I'm going to the semi final 99 Cricket World Cup Nathan where are you going love that one. That's that's a great one, Nico. You, you caught me there. Um, I why not uh, why not jump out to? I'll, I'll stick to the cricket genre then, shall we? When uh, old Clarky bowled his uh, left arms round and uh, six for nine or something. The one day. Yes. Yes. Oh, no, that no, was the test yeah. match. SCG. Yeah. Day right. five. Day five. Yeah. Boldest uh, to victory there. Not quite oh. uh, worn like, but magical nonetheless. Little side arms. No. No bounce. And who's the big uh, the big bloke? Looks like he's jumped out of the back of a Rav Four, walked out with two right gloves to try and time waste, just to add to the. Ooh, yeah, that's Charles, a great, great it? pick, Nathan. Ish- Ish- Ishant Sharma. He, that, that's his type. Yes. And we got. A, I'll just jump in here quickly, mate. We got a request from a fan. Shout out, Karen. What's what would your concert be, Shane? Didn't you give us one, Shane? No, I no, I don't. He like, usually I, he mate, usually doesn't. He brings he brings the, the magic. I'm the, I'm the creative compare, just relax, okay? This is my little time. Um, no, mine would be uh, probably uh, Led Zeppelin. Oh. Independent of location, but it has to be somewhere a little bit boutique. Just, yeah, New York. You have to say somewhere like New York where they were, just, they were, they were ready, they were pounding, they were right into it. Somewhere like that and just get a, a, a full sensory experience. Amen. Magic. All right. Shoot us through with your, uh, the last one. What do you got? All right, the last one. This is going to be an interesting one. And yes, this has to relate to when you've been alive because if you turn back time to a school year, so it might have been an interesting um, friend network you had at that time, might have been a new school, might have been a teacher that you, you really enjoyed, might have been other relationships that you're creating in your teenage years perhaps. Uh, that's good, Nico. Yep. Um, anyway... So I'll start with the barn dog because I reckon Nico's going to come with a bit of colour. <laughs> uh, mate, I'm going to go straight to year 12, I think. Year 12. Uh, I, I had a ball, mate. I had a ball as far as, um, you know, <laughs> just I just had fun. It, it was a great year. Um, and just for the social aspect of it, I wish I did a, a little bit more schoolwork. Kids, if you are watching, um, you know, do your homework or that kind of stuff. But uh, nice and easy, mate, year 12 for me. What was your favourite beverage? Was it Woodstock and cola or was it Red Bear vodka? No, no, no. 
It's a great question. Uh, <laughs> Nick, no, Cal, no, Nick, old stubbies. <laughs> well, I mean, we'll get to that, but um, <laughs> let me take you on a journey. Started off with uh, Woodstocks, you know, those are the big four pack, four forties, yeah, four forties. So we'd, we'd used to have a, a four pack of four forties. Head down to the local Hungry Jacks at Ten the Hyperdome. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and uh, usually we get a couple of free burgers as, as it was, and. The Woodstocks, if you've ever had them, they, they bloat you up something chronic. So that wasn't fun at all. Uh, and then we moved on to Carlton Cold because the, the father influence and then uh, Carlton Cold shots. Anyway, don't drink, kids. It's terrible. Hello to Mr. B and the homebrew too. A critical incident. Anywho. Uh, yeah. Can I piggyback that, Shane? Go, Nico. I'd love to. Nathan. Yo. Prep the tissues. You know I'm a little bit special. Yeah. I'm taking you back to... 2001, year 12, inter-house public speaking competition. I'm going to look down the barrel here. There's nothing here. These are the best of times. It's a statement quite often thrown around in year 12, and sometimes it's so easy to see why. Whether it's sitting at the back of the bus, seeing American Pie, whether it's sitting at the tables at lunchtime, talking about weekend endeavours, or taking a footy out on the oval and trying to kick that impossible goal, hoping that your future wife is watching. Ha! And that got runner-up. <laughs> That's just who the won? start of it. We got run- well, I can tell you who won. And uh, a young lady by the name of Angela Porteous, she won on that night. I believe she's gone on to do great things in the, I think, teaching world. I think teaching world. I haven't come across her since 2001, but... Uh, yeah, that was. I think I think I delivered that speech after we won the semi-final. After the after the Cobras won the semi-final to Amen. go into the grand final, and we won't talk about that. But uh, one more time, I have flashbacks about that year all the time, Nathan. And great relationships forged. And although I don't see everyone as much as uh, we should or would like to, it's just like yesterday when we catch up. Uh, me remembering everything and everyone else not having a clue what I'm talking about. So, <laughs> but I do want to ask you, Shane, because sticking with Karen's theme yeah yeah i'm gonna say um uh grade three grade three so um military family moved around a little bit and we arrived at puckapunyal oh. central victoria there in grade three and what a place there as a, as a kid who was pretty active loved to do things there's there's a local nine hole golf course there's a local cinema i watched macaulay Culkin. hey did you hear macaulay Culkin turn 40 last week Yes, I did. Freaking crazy. Watched Home Alone. The local, I had a matinee at the local theatre. Um, had tennis courts and great little school. Had old tanks there at the school. Oh, awesome. And grade three, shot my first birdie in golf. Grade three? Grade three. Yep. Hit a, hit a just a, a crappy, I think it might have been a four iron and a par three and um, duffed it. And then from about, I don't know, Dad will correct me, but say about 100 out. Hit a, hit a five iron, pitched just above the cup, and it rolled back in for a two. <laughs> so the old boy was uh, not a great golfer, and he wasn't overly impressed. I don't think we played a whole lot after that. So grade three, Puckapunyal, yeah, very powerful memories. What a what a year! There you go, eh? All right, let's get back on track, gents. But, no, that was that's that's that, 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 that was great, mate. I, I really enjoyed that. Um, all right, so we're back into the season. Uh, <laughs> got a bit of reaction on that uh, post we threw up. Sorry, Port Adelaide. But um, back into the season. So there's, there's a few teams going to miss the eight, obviously. Shane, I'll bring you in first, mate. And well done on that segment. I think Shane's segment, there's something there maybe, but uh, quality as usual. Um, <laughs> first of all, who misses the eight? That's going to be pretty obvious from here on in. More importantly, who should some of these teams be targeting? I mean, if anyone at all, maybe they're a lost cause. I don't know. But Shane... Run us through your thoughts on uh, how the season has unfolded, some of the teams that have missed the cut and uh, what their next step is. Yep. So just on behalf of the group, I'm going to say that 12th down are absolutely gone. Um, So Essendon's on 26 points. So Essendon, Fremantle, Gold Coast, Sydney, Hawthorne, North Melbourne and Adelaide. They are going to miss the final. So if I was to throw... Um, a team out there um, that needs a recharge and a refresh and to expend a little bit of driftwood and to get some, some fresh blood, it's got to be the Hawks. Um, they have been quite brutal 
um, post their premiership years in, in moving on some of their stars. So your, your Mitchells, your Lewises, your Hodges, they were all moved along. Uh, they held on to Birchall with Birchall for a little bit longer than I would have expected, but they've got to be quite earnest, quite realistic about where they're at during this, this trade period. Um, a John Patton as a bit of a top-up isn't a fix. So I think your, your Ben Stratton's, your Piopolos, these sorts of guys, do they go out and try? I don't think they should. I think they should just be investing in their youth, bottom out for a couple of years, and then um, come back renewed. So um, the Hawks are the team that really needs to focus during the trade and look in draft area for mine. I'm going to chime in there, Shane. Clarko said they're not doing that. He said that they're... They're not a football club that thinks they need to bottom out. So it's 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 there's gonna be a clash there, him and him and Jeff Kennett. Yeah, well, they're gonna finish with four wins for the yeah. year. So it's up. It, yeah. And look, he had a, he had a crack at the Saints on on Sunday, which was which was fascinating based on the fact that the second quarter started with them locking down and providing an entire field wide defensive structure. So I don't know. This it seems to be getting a little bit. He's cranky and grumpy, but but you name a five foot three bloke that's happy. Oh, most most gnomes do frown. Yeah, correct. Yeah, I mean you usually park him at your front door and your side garden. It's a novelty. Yeah, um, the kids go out and have a laugh and a giggle. You might steal one from Toowoomba. I don't know, but yeah, he's <laughs> he's he's an angry man. But yeah, I've, I've got nothing to add as far as I'm not even going to comment on those sides. Uh, those those sides you mentioned that are gone. Um, they're gone for a while. So I'd rather focus in on the teams that uh, are going to be thereabouts. I think Melbourne will miss. I think Carlton will miss. Giants will miss. And Frio will miss. Um, I want to focus in on Melbourne. They are an embarrassment. And they lack leadership. And I think that uh, I'm not... I'm old school, but I'm not as old school to the point where I I think that a captain should have a certain haircut. But I'm just not sure where Max Gorn's leadership um, is at. Uh, I'm not sure where the whole Melbourne Football Club's leadership's at. So you've got Nathan Jones likely to 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 call today uh, at the end of this season, or be told that it's it's his time done. Who was uh, part of that leadership group for the for the significant part of the of, of the decade? Uh, Jack Finey was removed as a co-captain and wasn't happy about it. But I just even when he was there, I didn't think he was leadership uh, quality. And Max Gorn is more of a figurehead. Um, they need to get distinct leadership in there. And I saw someone spoke about it. They need to get Luke Hodge in there to talk to him about leadership. Well, the, if you need to keep bringing people into football clubs to fill roles that people should already be doing, that's a problem mm. in itself. Mm. So Simon Goodwin, they've re-signed in, they've backed him in. They're in all sorts. But Melbourne need to target players with leadership. So if that's getting a, a couple of guys in who, it might be those Hawthorne blokes you're talking about um, that might be moved on. Do they bring those in? I know they did it with, uh, with Jordan Lewis. Um, and it got him to a prelim. It got him to a prelim. Was that just an outlier on where Melbourne Footy Club are at? I don't know. But uh, they're my ones who, who miss. Nathan? Um, look, I think uh, I'm, I'm a little bit, I don't want to say worried, but uh, there's, there's just there's the overall quality of football this year has been concerning. Um, just, there's just been a few cracks in the brand as a whole inclusive of uh, umpiring decisions, the match review um, committee. Um, and wayward kicking is, is an issue that, for me, it just it's just not either not being taken seriously or not being addressed as it should be by the, you know, by the football clubs themselves. So um, my concern is for the, for, the, for the AFL as a whole. So I think Gill's got his work cut out for him. I think the AFL coaches have their work cut out for him. Because if you've got, um, you name me one one side this year, that's, I mean, it's good that they're not dominant, but there hasn't been one side that you say has been quality. So I don't know. I'm, I'm just a little bit concerned about the, um, yeah, go on then. So about, about the AFL. But anyway, um, I'm just going to introduce a little, hang on. Oh, hang on. Oh, 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 oh yes. this is the little Dougal. Magpie. Hello. Who, who is this, Nathan? Who this is, is this? this is Dougal. This is this is the light of my life at the moment. Dougal. He's a little gem. Oh, so, I love yeah, you, he's, he's a he's a, a, a puppy we're borrowing. 
Oh, Dukes. Is it, uh, Dukes, think, leave Dukes there for a second, Nathan. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. This could bring up. This could bring a whole different viewership, and, and, and our current viewership may look at Dugs in a very different light to uh, others. Well, uh, those guys. Mm-hmm. Yes, uh, he looks very chumpy. He's, uh, he's cool. awesome. He's awesome. <laughs> so chumpy you can carve him. Um, but, but no, 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 no. no. We, we responsible service of animals. Yes. Stay the fuck away from my dog. Um, so who's it? Who's so? Can I can we can I declare now that Collingwood will play finals? No, I to do that. We'll finish eighth. So we'll beat Gold Coast and we will not uh, beat Port Adelaide, and that'll be good enough to. Uh, I can hear Dougal not happy with that at all. Um, but we'll finish eighth. So how's this? Just I'll set the scene for you for a mouth-watering opening round of the finals. We've got Port Adelaide hosting West Coast in South Australia, which mm. may help West Coast more than. Because they get to go home, okay. Mm. They get to go home and then go play in South Australia and go back home. So shorter trip. Potentially, if they win that, they go back home and can stay home for longer before having to come back to Brisbane to play a preliminary final, mm. or maybe South Australia if stuff goes. So that's just food for thought. We've got Brisbane playing Geelong, um, so that'd be the two qualifying finals. I've got Richmond playing Collingwood in an elimination final. Now, generally, that would have six figures written all over in terms of the crowd. Um, we saw it a few a couple of years ago in the prelim when Mason Cox, uh, I think that was the last time he got a kick. Uh, and then the other the other elimination final would be St Kilda and Western Bulldogs, two powerhouse clubs of of, of twelve years ago. Um, they played in a couple of finals, Shane, during that period. You're laughing. I'm being serious. Yeah, yeah, yeah anyway, yeah, yeah. But but I think that uh, I think that that's going to be your first week of the of the finals with probably probably Collingwood. Uh, and the way things are going, probably Collingwood and St Kilda being the, the first to eliminate it, you'd have to say, with where things are at the moment. So would you suggest that the winner of the Port Adelaide and West Coast game does play a home prelim at the Adelaide Oval? No, so it's fact now. So that you it can is? play five. Yeah, see, I would think, and even if West Coast were to get himself into position, I think they can nominate Adelaide Oval to play at because they go home yep. after the final round. There's a week. Yeah, so they can do that. But... Um, yeah, there's definitely no game. So there'll be no more for board of this um, this year because of the hard border closure. We gave him votes, so we can't value. Yep. Um, but I'm we st- can. I'm st- we, we can. Do it every week. We need to get, We need to find um, – we haven't done this for a while, boys, have we, about uh, don't put some money on it, put all your money on it because the more you bet, the more you win. But I'd love oh, to go, see yeah, – if there's still Sorry. a market, is there still a market for the grand final? Like, can you still put money on Adelaide Oval? Is there anyone – I'll take cash. I think that this, I still think there needs to be a market for it because uh, things up here to the left and the right of me are going just a little bit pear-shaped at the moment. And the AFL would start to get nervous by this. And I still don't understand if you can get 60,000 people in a state that currently have no restrictions, why are we not playing the grand final there? It makes no sense. We're going to play it in Siberia or the Gabba, the concrete jungle. It doesn't make any sense. Sorry. There's another. I've, I've managed to do a rant about the Gabba every episode of this bloody thing, but I just, I just don't, I don't understand how. Like the Gabba's horrendous with thirty-seven thousand people in it, let alone having probably twenty-six. I think when you, I know you can have thirty, but by the time it's all said and done, yeah. Sorry. No, don't be. Has it been released how much she's paid for this? Because she has. Shane, you've got uh, you're a member of the Young Labor Party. Can you tell us what the oh, Young Labor? Thanks, Nico. Yeah. Well, what's the, the Young Labor Party? You got to be under thirty, don't you? You're 29. Oh, just, just, for our, just for our viewers on Twitch. Again, my understanding is that the, the Queensland um, financial investment was the lowest out of the other jurisdictions. So um, they probably knew they were on a good thing and they knew that the AFL needed them. So I think yeah, that, that's prudent investment by the Queensland government. Yep, I'll pay that. Uh, look, gents, let's get into the tipping, shall we? Um, <laughs> Shano, your boys... St Kilda versus West Coast. I'll be there tomorrow night, and based on the weather, it's heating up a little bit. I feel like I'm going to get particularly thirsty and a little bit loud tomorrow evening. So apologies to those people. Had the little uh, hot text line um, very, very much available um, because if the Saints do what they usually do to me uh, when I go and watch them live, um, I'll be getting a little bit irritated, but I think we'll sneak home. It's It's very important. I think West Coast won one game in Queensland all year. Is that? I think that's against Essendon a couple of weeks ago. So, 
we will play well, and I think we're at full strength. So, um, be a good game. Go the Saints. Nico? Yeah, I want the Saints to win. The concern I have with the Saints, they've only beaten Hawthorne and Essendon in the last, in the last five. Geelong spanked them. Uh, Brisbane just pipped them, and Melbourne beat them. And, and another close one. So, St Kilda is sixth. Uh, with two rounds to go, you would not have picked that at the start of the year, boys. We didn't. In fact, we can go back and see that we didn't pick it. Um, but the couple more wins, those close ones there, they could be in the top four. But uh, I want St Kilda to win. I hope St Kilda win. Um, but I think you've got to go with West Coast just. Interesting. Uh, Shane, I'm going to back your boys here, mate. I think uh, I-, I want West Coast to lose. I Good quite, boy. I quite like uh, watching West, West Coast um, when they're flying. But uh, I just don't like how a team – I don't understand and it annoys me how a team can be so dominant one side of the country and then just fall to shit the other side. So something they've obviously got to work on. So uh, Nick Geelong v Richmond. This is the grand final preview. Yes. I, you've stolen my line. I think it is. <laughs> I think it is. Um, and just for the purposes, if we cut this up, I think this is the grand final preview. Uh, Geelong on form will win this, but don't uh, don't worry about Richmond will finish fifth. We know that because I've told you. Um, so don't worry about that form, form line. Let Geelong have this one, but the Tigers will just start to bunker down and build Geelong here. Shane? The, the great thing about this is that both teams have to win. There's no ducks and drakes before a finals campaign. They both have to win to maintain their position. So that's going to make it a, a genuine stout. I will go the Geelong Cats. I think they are they are flying. They're, all their prime movers are up. Um, and the good thing about both of these sides is they've still got a bit of class on the sideline who will be entering the fray probably next week. So um, watch this space. This will be a great preview for a, a finals campaign to come. Isn't it funny? The Tigers, the Tigers do this. They've done this the last bloody four years at least, surely. They start off poorly. Everyone comes out hunting for them, and uh, they just come together the right side of the year. But um, I'm going to go with you boys as well. The Cats will get it done, um, and they will win the grand final. I'm not confident in that, actually. Would you Would you make can I, can I question without notice, boys? And it just it can be a, a, a yes or a no, or elaborate if you if you will. Would you make Tom Hawkins captain of your All Australian team this year? No, I would no. I I really uh, I've got a lot of time for Tommy Hawkins. I'm sure he'll sleep better tonight knowing that. <laughs> but I just uh, I think he's um, a, a real solid figure in a club, and I think he can help with uh, the culture there. I don't know a lot about him. But he doesn't really strike me as the kind of guy to 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 drive or or, or initiate any sort of uh, you know cultural shift or, or anything like that. So um, I'd have him there. I think he's a gun. He, any team would would uh, almost pay overs for him at the moment. But mm. I wouldn't have him as captain though. Shane, why not? Why not? He's he's a star. There's been a lot of times throughout this year where they have. Um, Miss Joel Selwood, um, and obviously Danger is the obvious person who's who stepped up. But just I think the the admiration you look at him perform a goal assist or contribute to anything in that forward line, mm. there is just there is there is lust amongst his peers down there. Gary Rowan and him have developed a great chemistry. All the young blokes that that work through there, um, they're. I think they're probably the most attacking and, and most successful attacking force in the in the league right now, and he's front and centre. So, for a team that will finish top, um, he'll win the Coleman, and for the best attacking force in the league, why not? I think he's a he's a class act. To close it off, was Franklin named captain a couple of years ago? Was Buddy Franklin not named captain or vice captain? So I think that as far as what the selectors are looking for, they're not necessarily looking on Nathan's point for the for the qualities of a leader. It's more as a statement thing. And I would have Tom Hawkins, captain of my all this team, in a heartbeat because I just find a lot of the midfielders who we're talking about, I just find I find midfielders in general selfish. Sorry, Shane. Next game, Nathan. North Melbourne versus Frio. This will be – it could be mm-hmm. a close one. I wouldn't be watching it. But um, 
I'm going to go Frio because North Melbourne are struggling. Nico. Yep. And question without notice or statement without notice. This is the uh, the All Australian coach here too, Fremantle. Shane, I'm happy with that. I think it, it should be yeah. Um, in such a such a fundamental change. But Kenny, I apologise to Ken Hinkley because he's been he's a bloody star. I've pumped him up all all year. But Hinkley will get it. But just to have a conversation that people go, you're kidding. Why are you saying a team that's 13th? Hinkley combo with Longmuir. Yeah. Oh, Longmuir has fundamentally changed a an organisation from, it, from its foundation, which is just, it's awesome. And some of the kids coming through there, they they are going to be a good side next year. Yeah. I know they're, they're 10th or 11th, but um, 13th, 13th. Keep, keep Monday, keep Monday for another year. But you've got Chera, Sarong, some of this, and Sarai, Ooh. his brother, his stepbrother. James Aish. James Aish. Brayshaw. Brayshaw. They've got, they've got a lot of talent. Um, you, not quite. You know, Asian and conquer some of these workmen like but their their talent is heavy and I think they need to make a call. They already made a call on McCarthy. They need to make a decision pretty quickly about Jesse Hogan. I I can't mm. see him there next year. He was good last week. He was okay. So was Joe Danaher. He's coming back. He's trying to clip his ticket. That's fine. But mm. I don't see him being part of an up and coming, vibrant, fresh uh Fremantle. So um he'll be trade bait for sure. You're tipping for you? Definitely. Cool. Uh, Shane, well, anyone got Essendon here? Port Adelaide versus Essendon. No way. Nope. Let's, uh, let's, let's move on quickly because otherwise I'll start talking about how crap Port are. Oh, that's not fair. I just don't – I think they're a couple of years off. <laughs> very, very, very good team. I just Why don't think... you like them? Is it, is it, are, you, are you still holding on to 2004? 100%. I tell you what, that is, that is as bad as me and my hatred for the Brisbane Lions. Yeah. Uh, I, I just genuinely think they're a couple of years off. I think uh, all the plaudits that are being uh, thrust upon them, a bit premature. That being oh, said, yeah. Western Bulldogs won the premiership a few years ago. So This is true. But do you know what I like about Port Adelaide? I like how at the start of the year, so before COVID and any of that rubbish, Ken Hinckley came out and said, we're, in, we're in a winning business and we're here to win and we're here to win premierships. I love that. Come out and say it. I hate these people that... Because he, he put his neck on the line. They could chop him at the end of the year. But he came out and said, this is what we're doing. They got Michael Voss waiting in the wings to take over. Uh, you know, uh, probably develop his coaching uh, mm-hmm. under, under under Kenny since his stint at Brisbane. But um, to have the Nuggets to get out there and say, we're in a, the winning business. We're here to win a premiership and we can win it. I love that. I love that. They may not do it, but the fact he comes out and says it, it gives you supporters hope. And it probably puts a bit of fear in everyone else to go, these guys are the real deal. They've lost three games, so... On them, get around them, Koshy. Get around them, Giants. Yeah, on you, Koshy. Giants and Melbourne. Awful. Yeah, yeah. Both teams show show a little bit here and there. Draw. Can you put me down? Put me down for a draw. And give me double points for it, please. Yeah, Nathan. I'll give you triple. How's that? You Thank might you. Need it, Nico. You might yeah, need it. I'm, I'm a long way back. I know that Nathan's uh, hasn't quite kept that tally in check. But, uh, <laughs> I think after uh, the first week when I've gone, I'll get to it next week. One into the find out. Don't worry. Um, so Nick's going to draw. I'm going to go GWS here. Shana, where here, are you mate. putting your Giant, chip? Giants yeah. for me there. Mate, they're still in the mix. They've still got too much quality. But would you be surprised if Melbourne came out and won by six goals? Not at all. Not at I all. Know. I know. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Sort of, yeah, they're, yeah, very tricky. Uh, a bit uh, short on time here, gents. So we've got Carlton versus Adelaide. Adelaide... Special mention, couple of wins in a row now for the Crows. If Adelaide Adelaide win, they put North Melbourne back into the wooden spoon frame. I'm going with Adelaide. Let's do that. I'm going with Carlton. I think Adelaide want the number one pick. They're probably going to just tread on the the brakes a little bit here. They're they're playing a bit too well. They might lose the number one draft pick. I think it's disgraceful (laughs) for any team to even have that conversation. I agree. And if and if I was a part of any board, I would kick that person out of the club uh, the second they finish the sentence. So hopefully that's not the Boom. case. Um, Hawks v Western Bulldogs. Anyone going against the Bulldogs? Go with Dougal's team. Amen. Doggies. Oh, oh, oh. Cool. Uh, any uh, Sydney versus Lions. Anyone against Brisbane? Passionately want Sydney to win. Oh, I vote Lions. I yeah. think Brisbane will. 
Not up at uh, Gilligan's. They won't win. They're playing in Cairns. Yeah, good call, Shane. Uh, Sydney beat Melbourne in Cairns. Yeah, it was a classic. Change my tip. Change my tip. Why not? I'm a long way back. Sydney. Uh, uh, Collingwood versus GWS. I'm going to go the Suns because I have to. Um, Nick, where do you want to put your vote? The last time Collingwood played on my birthday, we beat Adelaide in the final at the MCG. John Anthony kicked a winning goal and I dismantled my parents' couch, Collingwood. Shane. Yeah, busy, Collingwood. All right, fair enough. Uh, gents, we are short of time. Let's fly through a bit of a um, short pass. Why not stuff it? The Instagram replay will be a bit short, but they'll be fine. Uh, Shane, where are you sending your short pass this week? I, I'm sending it to Wayne Bennett. There's, oh. still, there's still a lot to play out with the whole Brisbane coaching gig. I'm not. He's a million to one, says Wayne. He wants to get back up here. I'm going to say he's going to be an important player in the Broncos' future, immediate future. Nick? Uh, my short pass is to Peter Vlandis. I think I've given him one before. The AFL released their membership statistics today. He needs to have a good, hard look at those because there's not one rugby league team, not one rugby league team's membership base would be in the top 10 in the AFL. So Peter Valandis, understand where your sport's at. And even the great SK Warren didn't have the NRL grand final in the top five sporting events in the country. So Peter, jog on. Robbo League. I'm sending my short pass. Round us up, Nathan. Come on. Short pass to Dougal and short pass to uh, <laughs> a, a couple of kids just um, coming uh, coming for a bit of an adventure. We'll leave it at that. So short pass to them. Ladies and gents, always a pleasure. Shane, Nico, you're absolute stars. See you next week at 8 p.m. Ciao. Ready, boys.